I'm James Weber. I'm Devin Tubbs. I'm Joseph Grijalva. And this, and this, and this is the W Podcast. Podcast. everybody to the W Podcast. If you didn't know, we are actually live on YouTube as we record this. And if you haven't already, make sure you find our YouTube page, subscribe, and be a part of the channel. Uh, you can put it in comments. You can put in comments like, cry, Caleb, cry. That's our favorite <laughs> today. Incredible. Uh, Tubby, what a day to have a podcast recorded. I know. I mean, you, everybody knows. You, you've listened. We're not big on USC. So, them losing... and. The, the great part is, too, <laughs> is that I called that last sequence of plays. Whenever Mario Williams fumbled the ball out on the one-yard line, I looked at my dad and I said, okay, this is what's going to happen. They're going to get a safety, get the ball back, and they're going to score a touchdown and win the football game. Boom. Turnarounds that happen. And boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I, I think there was probably just as much cheering from for me and my dad in watching that <laughs> game than just about any game we've watched this year. Oh, incredible. I think it's the happiest I've been to see a game against USC truly since the Texas uh, Longhorn 07 National Championship game. Yeah. You know, I could not. I, I, it's incredible. And like you said, that kickoff, what is he doing? Like, I, I guess he was just zoned out or something when it went out of bounds. And he was like, he looked down and it was like, yeah, you made that mistake. It's at the one yard line. There. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's quite thinking because i don't know if it would have went out of bounds if he would have touched it may have went out of the into the end zone but yeah Yeah. i I feel like he was just trying to make a a big play or something try to do something i don't know but yeah if it's that close to the sideline just leave it be because there's a chance it could kick sideways you never know with the rotation of a football which way it wants to bounce and that's true yeah well, and Try to- for Tulane to turn the ball over late or in the midpoint of the second quarter, yeah. and it's a two-possession game, and then USC only gets a field goal out of it, uh, and so it's still technically a two-possession game, and they score relatively quickly. Man, that's just good coaching, great, you know, to go ahead and kick it deep because they had all their timeouts, and so they could adjust if they needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't have to kick it on sides, and it truly uh, turned out to be a great decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Tulane, whew, biggest win in their program's history last year at two and ten, and to go to the champion uh, champions this year for the Cotton Bowl, right? Cotton yeah, Bowl? I mean, get my bowls mixed up. Here. It was the biggest turnaround in, in Division One football history. Go win two games, yeah. and then win twelve, and win a Cotton Bowl. I mean, yeah, but this is just something we've talked about all year on the podcast. Is that if you're a fan of a Lincoln Riley led team or an Alex Grinch led defense, you're never secure unless you have like a 40 point lead in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. with like halfway through the fourth quarter, you're never secure because there's just, <clears throat> he doesn't have that killer instinct in him as a head coach. And we've seen mm-hmm. it. His, he's, what was the stat? It was, he has lost seven games when he's leading by 14 or more in the fourth quarter it, since 2017, most by any FBS coach in college football, mm-hmm. it's those type of things that we we we've got used to it as Oklahoma fans. Going okay, we got a big lead. I'm not comfortable with it still, because he just doesn't have that go out there, put the foot on the throat, and just end it. Yeah, he he hasn't yet. And I today, 45 points on offense was great. Caleb Williams, one pick. I loved it because it was an absolute ball don't lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that pass interference call, when every replay, RG3 was saying, yep, that's pass interference. And I'm looking like, bro, he didn't. He didn't do anything. I don't know why you're saying he's that's pass interference, but thankfully the football world got to see the pick. And other than that, though, Caleb Williams did a pretty great job yeah. the whole day. Um, but I think even more so than that, it's this is Alex Grinch. This is a testament to his defensive philosophy does not work. <laughs> Grinch should be mopping floors at Dollar Tree. He sucks so bad. Thank you, Mike. That's a great. That's good too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, the, I, <laughs> he should. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's bad product. If you're if you're USC and he's your defensive coordinator, you can pretty much kiss any chance at a national championship goodbye because. His defenses just 
I, it's they don't tackle. He, I don't know if he doesn't teach it. They do not tackle. Correct. I don't think they do. I mean, you see him ninety percent of the time trying to punch the football out, or they do try to tackle. It's terrible angles, and they're not wrapping up. They're just trying to throw a yeah. shoulder into someone. I don't know how yeah. you, as Lincoln Riley, can justify keeping him after you've what you've seen. You know, you've had him on your staff for this is the fourth year. You know, including the three at Oklahoma that. Your defense is just not good, especially against the run. That Spears lit you, him up. You say against, uh, yeah, absolutely. But so you, you, either phase of the game. Yeah. So for for Grinch, he looks at the spreadsheet. Pratt, the QB for Tulane, goes eight for seventeen. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Two touchdowns. I can live with two hundred and thirty-four yards on eight completions. What are you doing? Yeah, that's no tackling, mm-hmm. and that's just because I didn't see busted coverage no. the whole day, which I did see Tulane a couple of times have yeah. busted coverage where their guy would slip or fall or something like that, or just mix up. And like you said, Spears seventeen carries for over two hundred yards. Four scores, yeah. have a day, and Pratt also just did not back down uh, running either. 83-yard scrambling. Yeah. I mean, they ran the ball 34 times for over 300 yards. Yeah, see, that's just that's embarrassing. If you're, if you're a USC football player, I'd be embarrassed just because you had every chance at making it to the college football playoffs. You win that game against Utah, you're in. You just mm-hmm. lost to a non-Power 5 school in embarrassing fashion when you had a two- point lead with four minutes or two possession lead after a turnover yeah with a turnover yeah with, late in the game with four minutes left in the game and you lose yeah. that game it's uh, it's i saw this thing that the us usc fans are starting to you know understand what we're talking about and he's they're like we could have eight consecutive heisman trophy quarterbacks we'll never win a, a national championship with alex grinch as our as our uh defense coordinator and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the biggest issues is that defense. It just, it's not built to win. It's built to win. Yeah. Or say it's not built to win the big games. It's built to win, you know, 10 games in the regular season. But when it comes big, it's built, it's built to beat Stanford, Cal, uh, you know, Washington state. Most of the time, and that's what it's built for. How many of those games were one position games too, or yeah. late game situations. They may have won by like 14 points because they scored a garbage time touchdown or something. But most of those games, you know, were pretty close games. Yeah, I just absolutely. I, yeah, it it's brutal stuff. Uh, but we are so grateful. Uh, that's why I'm Tulane's number one fan at the moment. So I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I wanted to wear all green whenever we got on the podcast <laughs> for YouTube, and then I didn't have enough green clean because I'm on that much green. Yeah, but I think it would have been great. I'm like, boom, <laughs> Tulane. It would have been really great if one of us somehow popped up with the green wave hat or shirt on, dude. Yeah, man, that would have been clutch. If only we lived in New Orleans. I know. <laughs> That's probably the only way we'd be like, I'm going out now, yeah. and I'm gonna go buy one. I gotta go find a sports <laughs> store real quick. I gotta go buy me a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, this game though, I mean, it was, it was a good, good game at least to watch if, I mean, yeah. for USC, I think they, they have to move on from Grinch. There's no way he's going to create a culture. And the, the last play, the touchdown yeah. that was initially ruled incompletion. Thankfully they reviewed it. They see that the ball was caught. Mm-hmm. It was never on the ground. Um, it was their six, seven linebacker yeah. that got boxed out by a tight end because he's, yeah. And this isn't, what's the tight end, uh, the tight end for, um, Georgia, we'll get into him. Bowers, Brock right? Bowers, yeah. It wasn't Brock Bowers' talent, no. but this tight end, still big enough body, was able to box him out. So I get six sevens, awesome, but you're not going to be able to body up some of these bigger guys when you're just recruiting all these small guys. Yeah, I can't play defense in the Power Five. No, yeah, just just imagine what's going to happen in a couple of years in the Big Ten if they keep on, if they keep Grinch <laughs> and they keep recruiting these same guys, you're going to get manhandled. Week in, week out, against teams that you shouldn't be, just because. What are you talking about? He already he already recruited and was a DC in the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, I'm, so he's going to say I can do this. Yeah, it, it's the tr- it's crazy because you look at I mean Northwestern. I'm not saying that they're going to they they would beat them, but that is a gritty team that reminds me a lot of what K State can do. You know year in, year out, every once in a while. Yeah. If they have a solid team, they could beat you just because they are that tough on defense and they're going to just own the line of sc- yeah. you know, the, the the trenches most of the time. You as USC and you have this rule where, oh, no guy over 300 pounds, we want all the speed on the field. All the speed's great, 
But also you have to have people that can play in the trenches. And we've seen that year, you know, with Oklahoma. And we've seen it happen in the playoffs this year too. It's you you have to have guys built for the trenches and you're going to keep on recruiting guys that are under 300 pounds because they don't meet your threshold. I even read something that he that they may even knocked it down to 290, which is insane. Wow. 290 is way too small. It's just not going to work. Um, yeah. I'm excited for them to be in the Big Ten because it's going to be a real wake-up call where I think that's where my fear is in a little bit, of, even as a Sooner fan, is if or uh, even if mm-hmm. I was a Longhorns fan, is am I recruiting the right people to play in this conference because this the style is different. I will say that uh, the Big Ten is still heavy yeah. into tight ends, mm-hmm. heavy into the pro-style set. Yeah. Where the SEC, I don't know if, if you're watching, there are more teams now going to the spread, the pass heavy, the air raids. I mean, Mississippi State, when was the last time we saw them do this kind of stuff? Yeah. And they're air raiding all over the place. Uh-huh. Obviously, that's a Mike Leach staple, so that makes sense. But I think you're seeing, even in the SEC, where there's a more variety, where in the Big Ten, it's... Michigan, for the most part, and Ohio State's more of the exception. Yeah, it's because and then if and then if it's not the exception, if you're not Ohio State, you're probably Maryland, mm-hmm. and you're not as good at it. Yeah, and Maryland, they're one of the few teams in the Big Ten that run more of a air raid style offense. Yeah, it, because he yeah. he took it's Mike Loxley. He took it from Alabama mm-hmm. with him to up to Maryland. So, yeah, it's. There's a few teams in the SEC. You got your, you know, Georgia's. They have solid tight end play every year. Then LSU, I think now with, uh, oh, name Brian Kelly there, mm-hmm. they got a good couple that's, solid that's tight ends. Similar end. style, yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw what he was able to do, and you know, up in Notre Dame with the tight ends, and I wouldn't think that things would change coming down to the SEC. So there's maybe two teams that play more along that lines, and that's about it. Yeah. And I think the the good thing for Oklahoma is that they are set up to with a coach that has been able to compete year in year out with the types of teams in the SEC. The Venables, I mean, they they won two national championships with yeah. him as a, as a DC, and he was he beat Alabama, yes, you know, in national championships. So I I think he knows what it takes on defense to be able to mm-hmm. match up with them. So I think that that gives Oklahoma a great you know, advantage, I think, compared to uh, Texas. And and the, yeah, well, I think the Texas thing is Texas is still going to get recruits. They got great yeah. facilities. It's still the great brand. Uh, people love that ugly orange and white <laughs> combo for some reason. I don't know. But even with all of that, I mean, they're still going to get recruits. And the other part is in comparison to UCLA and USC, Texas OU, where are they getting these recruits? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's getting them in the South right now. They're getting some from the Midwest, maybe a couple here and there from you know out West, but that's the primary focus for most of these teams, UCLA specifically, and mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley loves out West, which is fine, but man, it's just it's just different. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Football's different. It, it is. It really is. I mean, you, you saw, I don't, I don't know if you watched it, I, the was it first couple weeks of the high school season, they had... Mm-hmm. Lost all Malachi yeah, Nelson and playing against mm-hmm. a team down in Florida, which is a great team. I mean, that team has some big time players on it, but so does that team. So does Los Alamitos. Yeah, they have four or five yeah. guys that are four or five stars, and yeah, they just got manhandled. The line of scrimmage got. It's man- a toughness thing. Yeah, and that's what what it is. It comes down to they just aren't built tough out west. It's nothing against yeah. those players. They there are some. Ooh, you bring in the fire. Uh oh. So there is some great kids that come out from, from out west. <laughs> Absolutely. And not, nothing against them, but the high school football isn't as physical as it is down in Texas or down in Florida or down in Georgia or even some out in uh some up in even the uh part upper parts of the the east. I mean, New Jersey has mm-hmm. some really tough football. You know, that area right there, sure. the uh D C area has some really tough football. So you say that Caleb Williams is one of the toughest guys yeah, out there. I mean, he's from there. You go he's from DC. Yeah, <laughs> DC <laughs> exactly. So well, we're, okay. So that we're gonna have to jump into some of these college football playoff games because otherwise we're gonna get we're gonna get stuck in on this. This is great. Though. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love the the forward thinking that um, these college teams are gonna have to do as they adjust because it's happening. And I we still do not have any you know schedules out for the Big Twelve next year. Mm-hmm. And so there's still that chance. There's still. there's still a chance that they're playing the SEC. I don't know. We'll see if it happens. But there's lots of time. Lots of yeah. time. 
Um, so looking at the college football game, which was the better game, Michigan TCU, or was it the uh, Ohio State Georgia? What was the better game? Mm, that's that's tough because most of those games were and I will incredible. S- I know, and watching it, I I will say that if either kicker from TCU or Michigan is on the field for the Georgia Ohio State final, then I think Ohio State wins that. Oh game. yeah, that kick was brutal. Yeah, he he missed that one way bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Moody for Michigan. I think he may have won the Luke Roser Award or was one of the finalists. He was one of the best kickers in college football this year. And I mean, the kid from TCU, he hasn't missed a single kick this year. So I know. Yeah. D- does a great job. Yeah, absolutely. I think I enjoyed the Michigan-TCU game more. Uh, there's just, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like the it was just always competitive back and forth. It, and to me, the biggest thing that I noticed right off the bat was the fact that TCU was able to control both sides of the line, offense and defense, which, which is something I wasn't expecting at all. I was expecting them to kind of struggle, especially against Michigan's offensive line right off the bat. And that they had a couple really good goal line stops right off the bat. And I was – I was pretty shocked that it took a little bit for Michigan's offense to really kind of control the offensive line. And there's still times, though, at big moments that that TCU defensive line showed up when they needed to, got pressure on McCarthy, caused, you know, mistakes, throw an interception, fumble here and there. So I I think that was the thing I was the most surprised about was that they were able to hold their own against a really good defense and against the best offensive line in college football. Yeah, they absolutely did. And I so looking at it, I, even while I was playing, I was like, both both QBs had two picks. And yeah. So for me, that was like, okay, so who was the better quarterback in this game? And I still say Max Duggan. Yeah. Duggan did have the two rushing touchdowns also. Mm-hmm. J.J. McCarthy put in a touch, rushing touchdown himself. But the fact that both picks were pick sixes, mm-hmm. that is what for me was like, oh, man, he let his team down. But at the same time, that's even the ending wasn't his fault. Yeah. Like that snap early, mm-hmm. like, and I truly believe that they would have had a shot at the end zone had he not had that botched snap. They mm-hmm. would have had a chance yeah. to keep the ball going downfield and put themselves in that missed extra point. Yeah. Which I said, how good the kicker, we talked about how good the kickers were. That one literally almost cost TCU a chance, a chance of the title. Yeah. It, it's, I, I was expecting the better quarterback to win the game. And I think that's what happened. I think he did play better. Granted, the numbers may not look like it, but there's just something about Max Duggan that he was able, I think you could see the leadership part of it, that he was able to keep his team together. Cause I mean, they had a big lead and then all of a sudden, yes, it is a tight game and Duggan didn't really waver too much. I mean, had two interceptions. Wasn't great, but even after the interceptions, he was able to come back out. And whenever Michigan would punch, come back out and they would strike themselves. So I think that showed the leadership side of what Duggan can do. And, yeah, I I don't know if we've seen a better college football playoffs. No, period. It, yeah. Like, even yeah, picking between them has got to be a nightmare because TCU-Michigan was the first game, and that one was incredible. I mean, from the start, it was just high-energy great engagement from all i mean it was awesome uh, and it wasn't like all one-sided either of like oh yeah they're both air rating like no there was a lot of run, rush big running plays to just pick sixes all the stuff and then ohio state georgia i mean that delayed yeah. a lot of people's new year's plans yeah <laughs> they're like this game keeps on going and it was a great game and i don't i don't know do you think that the better quarterback won that game i don't think so college quarterback i don't think so i think the game stroud played May have been the best game I've seen Stroud played. Period, and I like what a wake up, yeah. like way to just. I think they unlocks. I think he unlocks something that he didn't use most of his career at Ohio State, and it was something that I think a lot of people you know looked at Justin Fields and were like, "Man, why didn't he use his legs more?" Stroud using his legs was the was yeah. the difference maker in that game, and why they were so hard to stop because. Every single game that you watch him play, and he doesn't use the legs. And you're like, man, he could have ran for that first down. Or he could have ran and got positive mm-hmm. yards instead of just throwing it away. And it kept Georgia on their toes going, okay, 
he can get out of the pocket. So we can't bring too much pressure, you know, and over pursue or he's going to, you know, get out of the pocket and run. And so they had to kind of lax the, you know, pressure a little bit there for a while. And he just started picking them apart, especially in the second, you know, in the middle of the field, Marvin Harrison until he got hit was just absolutely unstoppable. He was. And so when I'm watching that game in the beginning, I'm thinking, Ohio State legit can win this mm-hmm. game, and how good of a matchup would that have been? Yeah. Ohio State's receivers versus TCU's corners. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the epitome. So that I think is something that we can talk about as we go into the you know the next one. But um, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. It's a five for one hundred six, two scores, and he yeah. he's not you just can't stop him. Yeah, the, he is by far the best wide receiver in college football, and it's not close by any stretch of the imagination. I don't care if he didn't win the award you know, the Blitnikoff Award or whatever, he's the best wide receiver and probably Mm going to be the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in quite some years coming into the draft. And But this is the exact thing. This offensive output they put out was the exact reason why I said, this is the team Georgia doesn't want to see in the first round. And And they showed up. Georgia should have lost. Yeah, I mean, really. You got to think, if Harrison doesn't get knocked out of that game, their offense kind of went – mediocre after that mm-hmm. if he's still in that game there's a good chance that georgia loses that game and we see uh, ohio state tcu uh, national championship game but yeah i mean you can't take anything away from stetson bennett and that offense fighting back the way they did they came i yeah. mean georgia is tough to beat i mean it's plain and simple they, they just are hard to beat and yeah yeah yeah, Georgia, they have both Georgia and Ohio State recruit incredibly well. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't ever going to be an issue. It was um, so great talent on the field where I think TCU and Michigan State probably recruit. Michigan probably gets slightly better recruits yeah. overall, typically. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be the biggest challenges, you know, because both teams are incredibly well coached at yeah. this point. Like, you didn't make the championship game, you didn't win the playoff game if your team was not well coached. Uh, so between Georgia and TCU, that we'll see next, next Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess it's a week from today. Um, I I just cannot see a way that Georgia doesn't win this game, but we can get more into that here in a little bit. But yeah. that's just my fear. Yeah, right now I I think that that is a realistic, very realistic chance that you know we just see Georgia put it to them. But I'm never yeah. going to count out Max Duggan and TCU with the way that they play. I mean, yes, they are always in these tight games, and they've only lost one game. That was, you know, tight game this year. So I'm not going to count them out uh, ever because Mac Duggan, that dude has heart. And that's not something you can teach. Yeah. He has heart. He has leadership. True. And, and I, I just, I'm, I'm not going to count him out. Do I think that they have a, the, they'll win? Probably not. I just, I think it'll be tough, but I, I hope it's a good game. I just hope we don't see another national 34 yeah. 11 or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Something just <laughs> nasty. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Max Duggan, one one quick note on him. How great is it that this dude didn't transfer the moment he got mm. put on the back burner that he didn't transfer? Because look at him now, runner up to the Heisman yeah. uh, this last year and going to play in the college football championship. Um, what, just sometimes, most yeah. times, almost every single time, don't transfer. Yeah, earn your spot, I, get back. I think a lot of kids can look at that and go, "Man, he wasn't even. He was a." what fourth fourth year starter and he lost the job yeah. to a sophomore yeah. and he what he told Sonny Dykes is said hey this is my team I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna be the best backup quarterback in college football and that's the mindset yeah. he had and it, same thing with Quentin Johnston I, I don't know did you see the story about where I guess mm-hmm. during the uh off season during the middle of the summer he said yes his dad should I go to Oklahoma and his dad said hey man you came this far stick it out mm-hmm. You know the system. You don't have to learn a new system. And was it a great? It was a great decision for him because oh, yeah. he was already established as one of the top wide receivers going into this year and going into the draft. So it wasn't really like he was playing for a whole lot to you know up his draft stock or whatever. But more of a pride thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you you started that journey. Finish it. I think that's something that these kids just aren't seeing these days. You started something. Finish. It may be hard. Yeah. You may you may not start right off the bat. And for you to think that you will in a Power 5 school 
is crazy to think I'm going to come in and I'm going to be, you know, starting freshman, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you're coming into a big yeah. powerhouse school, you know, like Oklahoma or Georgia or Ohio State, Alabama, all these, I mean, it's going to be hard for you to make your way in because you may have been the best in high school at your in your state or whatever, but the chances of you being the best on your team are very slim. Yeah. So stick yeah. it out, fight. It shows more about your character. If you're gonna stick stick around and then run when things get hard, yeah, wow. And there's so super great to see a, a, someone do that and succeed. Obviously, we're gonna. Yeah. I mean, the, the the amount of transfer portal people it, is always just insane. So to have one incredible success story on the other side of it. So uh, any big standout things for those two ga- for either of those games that man you just surprised by. I mean, I truly thought Ohio State was going to win that game. Yeah. I'm. I, That's my biggest surprise they did. I, I, my biggest is still just the both sides of the trenches for TCU. I know TCU has a solid offense line. Steve Avila is a high you know prospect when it comes to the draft center-wise. But I wasn't expecting them to be able to handle Michigan's offensive line as well as they did. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you got the more award-winning offensive line, and then you got a really solid defensive line. And I was like, man, they're going to probably struggle a little bit. And right off the bat, they went out there, and you could tell that that was a point of emphasis for them. Just we got to win the trenches. And the first quarter, first two quarters, they won the trenches, and it wasn't even close. You saw a team mm-hmm. that you know everyone. There's the stigma around the Big Twelve is that they're not tough, they're not physical, and. They out-physical Michigan most of that game. Yeah. And to me, that was the biggest thing I saw I was not expecting. So I was very surprised that that, that actually happened. Yeah. Is there any fault to Jim Harbaugh that you have? Like, you're like, oh, see, that's the old Jim Harbaugh. Or is this like, hey, just sometimes you don't win that game? I, I think it's just sometimes you don't win that game. I don't see a whole lot about it that I saw, oh, man, coaching-wise, that was that was just not good. There's a few things but that's typical within game where you can look at it and go, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done yeah. that or you probably should have done this instead. I thought it was just a great game, and they they got outmatched. The only thing you could say maybe Jim Harbaugh didn't do was get those guys ready to play right off the bat. They came out a little sluggish. And they had a few a flat, yeah. had a few you know things that didn't go their way. The touchdown, that probably should have happened, that they called him down at the one. Oh, line. yeah. And we almost forgot about yeah, that. I mean that that was a big play, but you can't blame it on ref play because the ref play, the, the ref in that game wasn't great on both sides. I mean, yeah. you've had a couple missed calls. There maybe should have been a targeting play, you know, call at the very end. But also, there's a horrible rough in the passer that extended the drive for Michigan. They dropped a pass and they didn't even review it, you know, and they scored yep. a touchdown on. So there's some things for both sides. What crew is that? Was it a Pac-12 ACC crew. What, what kind of crew was that? SEC. That one. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's still got to be better than Big Twelve. Yeah. Right? No. I mean, we we've seen the Big Twelve. We, <laughs> There's no way yeah. it's not worse. Yeah. I think the only one that may be worse is going to be the the uh, Pac-12. But yeah, the Big Twelve, not not good. Yeah. Pac-12 was the one that said, "Oh, he called timeout after, after the pick." Yeah. No. But before he was tackled, yeah. so we're going to give him an extra thirty-four seconds. It happened in the, we, in the middle. We of the don't play. want you to. Yeah. Yeah. So after those games, they ended. It was obviously a ton of scoring. Nobody, yeah. the, the lowest scoring team was 41 points. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like defensive football. Um, and literally, one of the first articles I see is that it's a Trojan, it's a USC writer, and it literally says, This is why USC should have been in the playoff, which I'm like, I am what? And then, so t- today's game to have USC lose. A similar game, but to Tulane, a non-Power 5 school, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I just – the fact that people are calling for USC or Alabama to be in that game, I'm like, you didn't you didn't earn your way there. So, I don't care. No. It, yeah. yeah it, maybe you are one of the best four teams. I don't know. But you didn't – I mean, obviously, USC wasn't. They proved, proved it today that they weren't one of the best four teams. But clearly, they would have. Uh, they might have put given up a hundred. <laughs> yeah, and so Alabama maybe had an argument, but you lost two games. I don't care. You lost two games. You lost. You didn't. Win, you make it to the yeah. SEC championship game. Yeah, you didn't deserve Absolutely. to be there. I don't care if those two teams lost in their conference championships and made it or what or, or however it yeah. was. 
you didn't earn your way there, so you didn't deserve to be there. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, the fact that they lost to Utah, and then they had a chance to redeem them, right? Yeah. Like, that's the redemption side. Oh, we beat the team that beat us, so we're good. They didn't do that. Now, you look at, obviously, the other losses that were there. So, Michigan didn't lose anything. You don't got to say anything. Um, Ohio, uh, Georgia obviously didn't lose. You don't got to talk about it. But Ohio State, their only loss at that time came to a team that was in the playoffs. So, you're already like, okay, so we lost to one of the best, so there you go. And they probably would have beat Purdue had they been in there. And then if you look at um, TCU, they did lose to K-State, but they already beat them. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They still did the same thing that literally USC could not do. So uh, I appreciate John in the chat just said, uh, as a Bama fan, he can even agree Dan- Bama did not deserve to be there. And yeah. they played, they, they beat down yeah. K-State in that game. I think that was a great, great point of like clearly just the better <laughs> recruits over there. Uh, better talent right now at Alabama compared to K-State. Yeah. I think that was just obvious in that game. Yeah, and John, so. he's one of my buddies from the card show, so appreciate you being here. What a guy! You know, supporting us, so just give you a little shout-out. Let's go. Yeah, and a Bama fan, so yeah. yeah. We love that. We've got lots of uh, future SEC conversations. We're gonna Hopefully that becomes a great rivalry, Oklahoma and uh, Bama. Yeah, that'd be, that'd great. be nice. All right, so well, I think it's time we got a we got a we got a great playoff push coming in the NFL, and I got some predictions coming. Uh-oh. So how you feel if we moving on? Let's do it. All right, so I got a game first. I know you love games. Mm-hmm. This is called name that QB. Oh, I yeah. got three QBs, and so if you know what these QBs are, I want you guys to put it in the chat. If you get put your best guess of what these guys are, so we got QB number one has. Um, Going into this last week, so I don't have this week's on there, but mm-hmm. going into this week, had uh, 2,700 yards with 22 touchdowns, 14 picks. Okay. Right? So let me go. I'll put this in the chat so people can hopefully see it. I actually don't want to put... Remember whenever we did the uh, uh, the review of the, pot, the uh, draft? Yeah. And then I put my secret note in there so that way you knew who won. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to put number one... So it's QB1. It's, oh, it didn't, it put all of it together. That's lame. So at 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, 14 picks. So QBR at 62. QB2 has 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 14 picks. Okay. QB3 has 3,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, 11 picks. And it's uh, QBR at 40. Okay. Can you name them? And I can repeat any stats. Um, see, let, hear number three real, real quick. Number three was 3,300 yards with 24 touchdowns, 11 picks, and a QBR at 40. So it's the worst QBR. Do you have completion percentage? I don't. No. Okay. I know, I know one of them's Derek Carr. QB1's... Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's why this is brought yeah, up. QB1's Derek Carr. And then I want to say QB2 is Dak Prescott. Okay. And then I, I'm, I'm going to say QB3 is Josh Allen. You got two of the three QBs right. I'm, dude, you, that's pretty impressive. Of the three, the one that you got wrong, so I'm going to give you another guess, was uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen yeah. is not in this uh, as an option. Okay. I'm trying to think. 24 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That is all three quarterbacks. QB3 is Aaron Rodgers with 3,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, 11 picks going into this last weekend's game. And he has the worst QBR. Mm-hmm. Uh, QB1 with 2,700 yards. That was. Dak Prescott. Wow. QB2 was Derek Carr with the most yards, tied for the most touchdowns. Yes, he was tied for the most interceptions, but he had a QBR at 56, which is above average. Yeah. And the dude just got benched benched and dismissed essentially from the team to not be a distraction. Yeah. I I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, winning does solve a lot of things. That's exactly my point is because look, even Aaron Rodgers, who's they've gone on a streak and are eight and eight now, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to that soon. Winning solves problems. Dak Prescott, dude's got more picks and fewer games. Yeah. Can you look? My my biggest thing is, can you look at Dak Prescott and what he's done, and think to yourself, that guy can win me a, a Super Bowl? If because no, when it comes to playoffs. You have to have the quarterback play to win you that Super Bowl, unless you're in a year where you have like a Trent Dilfer when defense is the biggest thing back at the you know early 2000s in football where you had to have the best defense you know one of the best defenses to win every year and so 
I, I just but the NFL is different. Yeah, now. and you just it, that's not going to happen. And that's the thing. Yeah, you have to have the quarterback play nowadays to win. And I just don't see Dak Prescott, especially over the last few weeks. I mean, he's had two interceptions against the Texans. You know, has a couple of interceptions against the Titans. You know, how many you know turnovers did he have against the Eagles? It's the fact that down the stretch of the game, you know, the season, you are winning games, but you're also your quarterback's not playing good. And I still don't think that defense is anywhere close to being a, as good as what the numbers show at certain mm-hmm. positions. Because, one, they have, like, the 25th-ranked rush defense, but they have, like, the 5th-ranked passing defense. I still think yeah. if you – because you get a good, smart, savvy quarterback, you're going to be able to beat that secondary, especially with it being dinged up now. Diggs is very susceptible to double moves. He tries to jump routes. Oh, yeah. And you get a yeah. savvy guy in there, you know – I'm not saying Tampa Bay is going to go on a run, but you have a guy like Tom Brady and Mike Evans out on the edge. They know yeah. each other. They play with each other for a while. Tom Brady is hard to beat in the playoffs. <laughs> Three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Three touchdowns. We can get that to here in a second, but we just had a good question that said, what do y'all think happens with da- uh, Derek Carr? I almost said David Carr. Oh, man, <laughs> I think he still keeps working the <laughs> But uh, Derek Carr, I think there's a, there is the number one landing spot which would be the Saints. Now, do the Saints have enough money? Probably not, but I could see I I could see a bunch of really, you know, big wacky trades, three team trades in the mm-hmm. offseason where the Saints get rid of Sean Payton and then the Raiders get something and then yeah. the Sean Payton goes to the Broncos or something weird like that. I don't know. I could see a lot of shuffling happening, but there's going to have to be because the Saints don't have a whole lot of cap space and obviously Derek Carr is not going to be free. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. But I, I don't know. Is there a different, better landing spot? I know a lot of people are going to want to hear the the Jets. You know. Okay. But do I think that Derek Carr can handle the New York limelight? I don't know if he can. I don't know if he's built that way. And it's nothing against him. He can he can handle it better than uh, yeah I mean, he can't be any worse than Zach Wilson or <laughs> Zach Wilson White. and he could be good enough with that defense to get him over the top so I I would that's not true. be surprised if that's you know a, an option on the table I think you could throw out a, a you know a flyer and say maybe Tampa Bay if Tom Brady decides not to resign to to go and to go to Oakland or something yeah. like that. Not Oakland. Oh my gosh, yeah, man! I know Las Vegas. About. My bad. But did you know that there are lots of uh, Raiders fans that they won't buy the merch that has the LV on it? Like they only want the logo now because they're like, "No, I'm I'm, I'm a Raiders fan. Yeah. I'm not a Las Vegas fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm an Oakland guy. You love that? Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I'm just saying, you go try to buy some Raiders gear right now, and if it has the LV, I bet they have your size available to anyone who's listening. And if you try to buy anything that just has the logo but no LV, it's probably unavailable. I mean, that, that's pretty. I'm just saying, it's probably. Guess they're lo- those Oakland people are loyal. Yeah, yeah. So I could see that. Uh, but even the Tampa Bay one, I don't know if. I mean, Tom Brady has had a bit of a run the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Great classic vintage game this last week where he puts up a massive, <laughs> massive game with the help of Mike Evans. It's almost like he forgot Mike Evans was this good if you just give him the ball this much. And Chris Godwin still had 10 catches himself, even with the fumble. Mm-hmm. So I think that you'll look at all things considered. I'm a little bit antsy if I got to play Tom Brady week one right now in the playoffs. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it's something that we said a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm never going to count Tom Brady when it comes to the playoffs. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's one. There's a reason why he's won seven Super Bowls because he's the greatest quarterback. And when it comes crunch time, that's the guy you want on the field. So, yeah, they may have limped their way into the playoffs, being in the worst division in football. But I'm not going to count the guy out. And I guarantee you, whoever has them in the first round is not not happy about it. Yeah, and we'll have to see who. who they end up getting because we're going to get to predictions here in just a minute um but it's it's going to be it's a scary feat because it's them and they do have all the weapons around them uh so yeah i don't know we're gonna have to see so all right so we got that we got our qb game already under wraps and i love that you got you nailed three out of four and then even with one elimination you got all three quarterbacks and almost in the right order too which is pretty impressive got them a little flipped but hey that's all right you just can't stump you're the, you're the stump the Schwab. That you are the Schwab. Do you remember yeah, that? Uh, that's right. A great show. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. I loved it because I was like, I'm gonna try and stump him at that hole. Yeah. I, this is good. I liked it. So now that you're looking at the playoff pictures, almost completely 
almost completely out there now. You got the Eagles who are stumbling down the gates, and I think it was no surprise that Hurts didn't play this weekend, and that's why they lost, right? Gardner Minshew is a good backup. He is not a starter in the NFL, and that's why they lost this game. And so I think if need be, he will play this weekend, Hurts, Mm -hmm. to get them that number one seed because they do do want the buy and need the buy for Hurts specifically. Yeah, and I just want to know where Chris Sims is now with his take that, Oh, well, Gardner Minshew, he put him in that system, and he's going to be just as good as Jalen Hurts. No. we This game right here proves it. I mean, even the game before, yeah. I guarantee you Hurts doesn't throw as many interceptions as Minshew does and lose that game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fact that you just lost to the Saints it, with Minshew having a bad game proves that he's not, he's not that guy that you can go, oh, it's just a system. It's it, Jalen Hurts isn't that yeah. good. It's the system. I don't. I, yeah. I, I. Yeah. The Chris Sims thing. The guy has had some wild takes the last few weeks, and I'm like, sometimes it just makes me wonder how these people get on TV and stay on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because they're not. It's not as expensive, right? Dan Orlowski, why him? Yeah, because he's inexpensive. No one, his name is not a hot commodity. Yeah, that's, that's very I true. Still, I really don't enjoy Dan Orlowski. No, me neither. I really don't enjoy. Listening I don't. To him. No. But they lost the Saints. The Saints have somehow managed to get their way to a seven and nine record right now, going into the last week. They are eliminated yeah. from the playoffs. They cannot win the division, so they are out. But uh, the Eagles at thirteen and three right now. Not only are they, I mean, if like they may lose that number one spot, which seemed almost like, yeah, there's no shot that anyone else is going to get there, but it's because the Cowboys played a team that refuses to have a quarterback uh, in the, in the uh, Titans this last week. Uh, Josh Dobbs got his first career start. (laughs) He's going to get a second now. Not a fan of Dobbs. Playoffs on the line. I'm not, he's not a starter in the NFL. Come on. (laughs) But you look at Dak Prescott again, the Zeke, uh, the, Tony Pollard didn't play in this game, still 27-13, but again, no Derrick Henry, no yeah. quarterback. There's no chance you win that game. They still put up 13 points. Yeah. I mean, Dobbs had his first career touchdown, so hey, good for you. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Uh, so the, do, do, you, will, do you think the Cowboys will, they have a realistic shot at the at this division when it's all said and done? Yeah, I mean, it, it all really depends. I mean, I think we're all saying... Because they get the commanders. Yeah, I, I think we all are probably penciling in Jalen Hurts in that game, but how healthy is Jalen Hurts? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the biggest question. It is his throwing shoulder too. That's the hardest part. And they're playing against a a Giants team that is played defense. You know, the this last game that defense looked tough. So, will the Giants play? You know, all their starters will be the question because they really have nothing to play for. They can't move up in the standings. They are where they are. So, maybe they sit some guys and don't really push potential injury before you know a week before the playoffs. Because really got nothing to play for, so I'm gonna I say realistically, yes, the Cowboys have a shot, but I'm still gonna go with the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts will be healthy enough, come in there, get the win, secure that number one seed, and Dallas will end up playing the Buccaneers. Yeah, well, and uh, I don't, know, I haven't seen how it breaks down. So obviously the Eagles, because they have the better record, they have the seed right now, and the number two is the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. So if if you know somehow Dallas gets in there or San Francisco gets in there, I guess yeah, I'm not sure what the the breakdown is on that one. But if I if I look at it, I'm because San Francisco has the better conference record, yeah. so they have mm-hmm. the tiebreaker. And so it, looking at this, I'm like, is there's there's a potential that you could see somehow Philadelphia playing the Giants somehow mathematically in that first round of the playoffs. And so then if you're the Giants, you really don't want to put any of your cards on the table. Yeah, that's true. Because you're already, like you said, they're set. Yeah. They're six. They can't be any better than six. Um, I don't even think they can be worse. They can't even be worse than six. Yeah, so why would you want to beat them and possibly play them again next week? Yeah. Yeah. You got, so that's, I I could definitely see them kind of, Rest in their starters. Well, so I do think the Eagles should want to win this game even more because they don't want to have to beat a team twice. Well, no, say no. It's not possible that the Eagles could play the Giants though, because conference. If they don't win the conference, they mm-hmm. automatically become the fifth seed. Because how much? But they would be above. They'd be twelve and four. Be, if the Cowboys win, 
Or 13 and 4. If the Cowboys win, they'll be 13 and 4 also. Yeah, but I'm just saying if the Cowboys okay. lost to the Cowboys. Yeah, no, I mean, no. Leave it to Dak Prescott yeah. and the, them to okay. do that. You yeah, know, right? yeah. Say if, so, but I, I'm just saying if if, if they lose, and Giants lose, Cowboys. 49ers win. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, we can't keep playing these games, man. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't <laughs> want to play them three, you know, three times in one season. Yeah. As, well, let alone back to back weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's just. No. Uh, but uh, so you look at this right now. Uh, Tampa Bay, they did clinch in the NFC. We didn't get to see our Panthers Man. sneak in somehow with our favorite quarterback, Sam Darnold of USC, Gosh. which is unfortunate, but um, that, that is what happened. So, yeah. Can Tom Brady make a deep run? How deep? Because if you look at this, they've gotten hot. Uh-huh. They're playing against really bad teams lately. But if you look at the top heaviness of this conference, the Eagles with Hertz are a different team. Mm-hmm. 49ers are on a different level right now, and CMC looks incredible. Yeah. It, to me, it, and we've already seen Tampa Bay get just destroyed by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So that's not, I don't think that's a recipe that they want for a chance. But like I said, it's Tom Brady. I, I'll never count the guy out in the playoffs just because, I mean, he's got seven championships. <laughs> he does for a reason. Yeah. He does for a reason. And so it's not the best Tampa Bay team. Defense isn't. Yeah great so Old. do i think that they will no but do i think they can yeah just because it's tom brady yeah. tom brady pushing that yeah. team and you never know i mean tom brady may call it quits he said he's probably not but you never know he may something may happen and you just go yeah i'm just done and yeah he does he's not going to want to go out being a loser in the playoffs <laughs> no he's not he's going to go out being a loser in the regular season with the raiders <laughs> <laughs> now we'll see if that happens but between the lions the packers and the seahawks there is one spot left who's getting that spot i mean the lions won again this week the packers absolutely won again destroyed the vikings the vikings might be the one of the worst 12 and 4 teams i've ever seen yeah they're the only team in with their winning record with that above 500 record to have a negative point differential and, and yeah you've got Get, and they get blown out. It's either they they either win the game in an epic comeback or it's a blowout like of epic proportions. It's, it feels like. Yeah, they have they have twelve wins on the season, eleven of them, one possession games. The only other time that they, they won was week one against the Packers when they blew out the Packers. It I yeah they've gotten lucky a lot, and I, I won't uh-huh. you ain't gonna change my mind about that. They've gotten lucky a lot, and maybe. Luck is able to win you some games in the playoffs. I don't know, but there is some luck. But yeah. I think a lot of it is going to be best the best the best team, the best quarterback on the field is typically what's going to do. Yeah, it. can can Kirk Cousins show up in the playoffs? Is no <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> no. It's like a, can Dak Prescott when you no. Yeah, and so I, we already know these answers. But you know, going back to the, the final spot, I'm trying not to. I, d- I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm going to say the Lions get in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to jinx it. So the Detroit Lions are making the playoffs. You can I've been, stamp. I've been reverse psychology <laughs> this thing the whole season, anti-jinxing it the, since the midway of the season. Going, yeah, the Packers are done. They, they just don't have anything for the season. You know, they ain't gonna make playoffs. Put Jordan Levin. So I feel like if I say, oh yeah, the Packers are totally in. They're gonna go in. This is a team no one wants to play. They're gonna lose somehow, and they're not gonna make the playoffs. So. I'm just going to go with the Lions. You're like, I'm abstaining from my pick. That's what I'm doing. I'm deferring to, to you, and I will receive in the second I'm half. Trying to anti- <laughs> I'm trying to reverse psychology just so maybe the yeah, Packers I, can win. Now, I, I, I really I think the Packers, they're playing great. The defense has been the biggest, biggest difference. Is we've seen a different defense over the last four or five weeks that – we didn't see at the beginning of the season. This is the defense I was expecting for the from mm-hmm. the get go at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. And Jair Alexander, he was playing mind games with Jefferson before the game even started. Did you see what he said at the beginning of the week? What did he say? He said week one, you know that stuff that he did. It was all a fluke. And okay, you better back it up. And he did. Yeah. And it was the one thing he he was so mad about week one was that he wasn't able to travel with Jefferson over all over the field. That game, mm-hmm. he was on Jefferson almost, I would say, probably 90% of the snaps. Jefferson ends up with one catch for 15 yards. 
Sorry, a lot of your fantasy football seasons that just went down the tanks on because I bet are a, a lot of teams that had Jefferson yep. shares. I, I, I had I had one share in championship with Jefferson. I mean, I still got another. Oh, I still got another week, but I'm down by forty points. Oh, it's one of those two week ones. Yeah, I'm down by forty. I don't points, know how I feel so. about that. <laughs> but you get two weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance, right? Okay, and he's got some guys that may sit, but yeah, Jefferson ends up with one point five points. Or two point five points. I mean, two point five. Yeah, 5? yeah. I, it, it wasn't great, but I was okay with it as a Packers fan. I was like, "Hey, shut them down." And so, yeah. Do I think Packers get in? Probably. I think Lions have to come to yeah. Lambeau. Going to be in the elements. Rogers is hard to beat. I don't know. In Rogers is hard to beat in the regular season. The problem is this is the second year that we have technically week one of the postseason. This weekend yeah. is it's not postseason, it's regular season, but this is normally a postseason weekend. Yeah. And now we're getting Aaron Rodgers, who's not been as good at home in the postseason. But also in ju- the month of January, though, he's like 23 and 5 in his career. And yeah. well, and it's going to be 30 ish outside, not yeah. going to in the line. I just, I, I'm going to pick the Packers to win. And, and I love that this is a prime time. This yeah. is a 720 game. This is the Saturday, this Sunday is the Sunday game. game. Sunday night, look, yeah, playoff on the line, and for the I love that they did the that. Lions though. They need more help, you know. For them, it's not winning in. They need to win. Yeah, they and need Seahawks lose to the Rams, which could happen. I mean, Baker's played great. Uh, which Rams team is going to show up? Yeah, I mean Baker. <laughs> Baker's played good. I mean, he didn't play bad yesterday, but it's just the Rams. You're either mm-hmm. going to get 55 points or you're going to lose. Only score 10. So yeah, I. I I think the Seahawks probably win that game, but somehow with the conference records and all that stuff, the Packers. It's yeah, it's the conference record. They're they're a game up, and then they if the Packers win, they'll be it doesn't matter. Yeah. So the Packers are the only team that technically control their whole destiny yeah. this upcoming weekend, which is why I think they're the primetime game, and uh, Seattle is the afternoon game because you obviously want ice to tune in on that one. So if that's the afternoon game, there's still a playoff potential. In yeah, line. and for the Lions, they. You know that afternoon game. If Seahawks win, you don't. The only thing you have to play for is being a spoiler, and that could be a big oh. thing for them. Going, hey, we don't want against the Packers. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to see the Packers in there. But then again, it could be a demoralizing thing. Going, man, we're playing this game. We don't even have a shot at the playoffs now. So yeah. that could. I do. I be a factor. I don't think Dan Campbell would let that happen. Let them go. Oh well, we're not in, so we're not going to play hard because that team play plays hard for him. So I wouldn't expect yeah. that to happen. I don't either, and I don't even know that they'll have the game on in the locker room pregame or anything like that. Like he'll yeah. probably say, "Like shut it down. We're just going to win this game." That's the type of coach he seems like he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 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 one thing that we I wish Joseph was still here mm-hmm. on the podcast for was to talk about how it feels to have nine straight losses. This is the longest losing streak for the Bears ever, yeah. and not a whole lot. Of, you had to talk about it. This team was set up and designed to lose right now. Yeah. That's what they were designed to when they made those trades on the mm-hmm. defensive side to get picks. So maybe for this, this feels good as a Bears fan, even though yeah. it is, you know, I'd love to have it as protective also for the USC stuff and for OU that we did on the YouTube stuff. Would have been great. I mean, I miss Joseph. The Bears? Oh, I do too. I, I texted him Christmas and stuff, you know, like Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, text him a few things here and there whenever like USC <laughs> lost to Utah or, you know, stuff like that. Just kind of keep in touch with them. Got to. But. That's good. I think the great thing for the Bears is sitting there thinking, man, we got that second pick. You got Stroud and you got Brash Young. Only one of them go number one. Uh, You're going to get a King's Ransom for that for that pick. I, exactly right, because there are so many teams that need that QB. The Rams, they got nothing to trade, so you don't even got to worry about them. But the Panthers could be in play. The Obviously, the Saints. The Colts. Um, even even in if they the Lions somehow wanted to trade, you get yeah. even more of a King's Ransom because that's an interdivision team. And I am hardcore. Yeah. Like any fantasy sport, if I look at who's my division teams, I'm I am trade. not trading with them. Like I just – I can't imagine losing the division to a player I gave them. Yeah. But there is – the Broncos, I don't think they can do anything. Yeah, no. There's but the Colts, maybe. The Raiders. I mean, depending on – Raiders, if, absolutely. The Titans. Yeah. The Jets. The Jets, yeah. I mean mm. – Wow. Yeah, there's teams, and I would imagine you trade that pick. Patriots, you're gonna get exactly. You're gonna get close to what the 49ers got, if not more, for to move up or oh, gave yeah. up to move up to number three. So, 
yeah, you're the Bears. I take two or three first round picks and a couple second round picks, and I'll move back in the draft if I have to. Yeah, and because we don't need a quarterback, we need an offensive line. No, Justin Fields looks good. Yeah, you need an offensive line and you need some defense. Uh, you got that all yeah. day in, the, in this draft. So yeah, yeah, I'm moving back if that's my you do. my possibilities. Yeah, move back far enough to get the great deal, right? Like yeah. you said, all the picks, but not too far to where you miss out on one of the top yeah. top mm-hmm. tier talents. Yep. That's the that fine line, and I think they can do it. I think that there'll be a team in the top five that'll want to go to two, right? Like yeah. you said. So yeah. pl- we'll have plenty of draft season prep. Don't worry. Oh, You're yeah. sitting there getting anxious and antsy, listening at home or watching on YouTube. Don't worry. You got the best in the business with Tubby here who knows the ins and outs of all the NFL draft. It's like Christmas morning all over, but in April, yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great preview episode. Oh, yeah. And there may be some content leading up to it, too. Who knows? Who knows? I know. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Can't count that out. So so the last real, I guess, I think, NFC thing that we want to talk about is the commanders. Any reason? I mean, they're eliminated from the playoffs, and even their coach didn't know they could get eliminated from the playoffs. This is the ultimate commanders thing. What are we doing? Yeah. If I'm them, I'm looking at that. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head a little, scratching my head, I should say more, going, man, how is the coach, you not know, you lose that game and the Packers win that you're could be eliminated or you will be eliminated i'm still my biggest thing though is i'm still trying to figure out how on earth you thought carson Wentz was the guy that to win you that game to get you into the playoffs right it took like three plays before everyone remembered oh that's why he's not starting yeah like three plays and you're like "Mm." i'll take taylor heineke's heart and motivation that team just played different with him than it did with it's like mike white yeah I mean, just better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying like the, but they're like, yeah, yeah I'll play for Mike. Yeah, I ain't playing for Zach. Exactly. And you you won what five games in, in a row there for a little bit, and then you played some tough competition and lost some games. Mm-hmm. Nothing to scoff about. Okay, you put keep him in the game. Yeah, he wasn't playing the best, but man, he's definitely not Carson Wentz. And so Mm-mm. I think there has to. Be, I think there may be lit a little bit of fire under his hot seat because I know a lot of those guys love Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera is a good coach and he's a great human being. Yeah. And so that, that oh, yeah. plays a lot into it. But, man, you didn't know you could be eliminated that day and you made a head-scratching decision with the quarterback that you went with the guy that has proven time in and time out that he, he can't get it done and he just makes dumb mistakes wrong times and we saw that happen again against the Browns and cost you your chance at the playoffs. Yeah, I was real real shocked by that post came comment like, oh, yeah. I didn't know he could. Like, Ugh. But I I think, I hope they keep him. Mm-hmm. I know this is a big mistake. This is like not calling a timeout like, oh, I didn't know I had timeouts <clears throat> that I could use or not knowing how to do that. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty big mistake but it, I mean, it's a lot of mistakes. Maybe they're a team that go gets, goes out and gets a quarterback. Yeah, Derek Carr. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, stop with this Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, yeah, uh, Heineke, like this rotation of guys, Davis Mill. Like there are so many of these guys who are clearly backups. Don't go get one of those. Yeah. Do not keep that. That should not – because this team has a good defense. They have good skill position players. They, that Brian Robinson's going to be a gr- solid running back next year. Mm-hmm. I just – calling it right now if people didn't know that yeah and um, you got terry mclaurin Jahan dotson had flashes yeah. of being a really good wide receiver you, you'll get chase mm-hmm. young back next year you, arguably mm-hmm. your best defensive player so yeah game changer. Yeah, there's a lot to like about that but you just gotta have a quarterback yeah and one defensive player can really be yeah. mean that much i mean just look at how much better the the steelers defense is with tj watt yeah and just I mean, it's nine and to me. The thoughts of that defensive line: you got Montez Sweat, you got uh, uh, Jonathan Allen, Dayron Payne, and then you got Chase Young. That's a defensive line most teams oh, are yeah. not going to want to go up against because they yeah. rush the passer really well, and they're all th- four really good at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. It makes me think a lot of the uh, the Giants back in the day yeah. when they had JPP and straight like all those like four solid guys. Oh, you and your uh, yeah, Justin. Yes, Tom. yeah, I knew you knew. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, that was a good line. Yeah, yeah. I'm t- so uh, right now as we're recording this fantasy championship, I'm not playing next week. Uh, it's a it's a it's a week seventeen, not an eighteen thing. Mm-hmm. 
I just need six points. 6.6 points right now from Chase. Oh. It's already a touchdown in the game, and it wasn't him. Stupid Tyler Boyd. Tyler. T. Higgins is getting catches. Literally, I don't know that Chase has a target. Does he have a target? Let me look at it. <laughs> oh, it's defense. No, he doesn't even have a freaking target. What are we doing here, people? Come on. I mean, I, 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 this is another instance where I, man, I go, man, I wish Joseph was on here because Joseph could go, I won. My name's finally going to be on the trophy. It is. After all those years of rebuilding, he has dominated the Keeper League this yep. year. I mean, and he won this other league I'm in this year. He won last year. The dude is the dude's on fire. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So in in the AFC, there are a couple playoff spots that were still up for grabs. You got the Jags, who are literally one win away, and they play. Yep, you guess it. The team that can keep them from the playoffs that doesn't have a quarterback and probably won't have a running back in the Tennessee Titans yeah. this week. So the Jags. In all, in all, in theory, they should be there, but could you see them playing out like what the Colts did last year where they fumble over themselves and they get themselves eliminated from the playoffs in the last day? I don't, just because quarterback play. You got Trevor Lawrence. And I think this He's, week's yeah. game that they played was a great win for them. Even though it was against the Texans, Trevor Lawrence played bad. And they, st- and yeah. they still won the game handedly. And so mm-hmm. I think... That right there shows you, okay, yeah, we do need Trevor to win games, you know, most of the time, but there can be instances where we can win with him having a bad game. And I think that was a very Mm -hmm. crucial point for them, especially leading up to this game. I mean, we just saw this team lose to the Texans a couple weeks ago, so I wouldn't expect them to come out and win. I mean, that was a team even with Derrick Henry in the lineup. They lost that game. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect the Titans to have much form. And I would, I think we see uh, Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs for the first time in his career. And I think it's a much deserved, I mean, oh, yeah. The way he's played. We, we said it last week. We saw a page finally, you know, something finally clicked for him where he looks like that quarterback that we all expected going number one. Yes. Ida, uh, yeah. Which, thank goodness for the the Jacksonville fan base. Yeah. They're getting something besides London football games going well for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, somehow, the Steelers are also having still have a shot. They're also still having a shot. That doesn't make grammatical sense, but that's okay. Uh, after the win over the Ravens, this is... So, in, in the NFC, you have the worst 12-4 and four team. In the AFC, you have one of the worst 10-6 and six teams. Without Lamar Jackson healthy, I think they're just holding them out because they've already clinched. Yeah, I would think. This is bad. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, if you're the Steelers, you're okay with it because it got you a win. But Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, you're holding Lamar out because you made the playoffs. But again, how rusty is he going to be come playoff time? So maybe, maybe they let him play a little bit in this game just to. Does it even to knock some of the rust? Does it even matter? We know how bad he's been in the playoffs. Yeah, and. He hasn't been good, so that is a good point. But at least you, you want the best chance you have. So maybe maybe you let him play a series or two and maybe try to knock some rest off if he's healthy enough to play this weekend. Because, like I said, you clinched, you're in the playoffs, so you don't really have anything you're playing for. Unless the Bengals lose this game, then there's, I think, still a chance at uh, division. But I uh, I don't know if that's 100% still the thing since they lost, but I think... Uh, no, it's technically still a chance at the division. Yeah. They have not won their division. Okay, yeah. And so, I, to me, though, that game, I think, says a lot more about the Steelers, even though they didn't play great. But <laughs> yeah. this is two yeah. weeks in a row where Kenny Pickett has led the team down the field to score a late you know, game touchdown to yeah. win a game. And that has to build some confidence for him. And honestly, you looking at the route they need to make it to the playoffs, it's a very realistic chance. If the Bills yeah. lose tonight to the Bengals, they have something still to play for yeah. next week. So they won't be able to set. Yeah, and they're down right now. Yeah. Okay, so they won't be able to set Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and stuff. So that's going to make it a lot harder for the Patriots. And then you got all you need is the Jets to beat the Dolphins without Tua or uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Very possible. We saw how bad Skylar Thompson looked in that game. So you're yes. sitting there as the Patriot or the the Steelers going, man. If we just 
win. We keep our streak of, you know, Tomlin's streak of never being under five or having a losing yeah, season under five hundred, and you're in the playoffs again. Yeah. At, in a team that we didn't expect to even have a chance at the playoffs this year, just because you go, oh, they're gonna have a, either either it's Mitchell Trubisky or a rookie quarterback playing, and maybe we see somehow them squeak into the playoffs again, just like last year. I know exactly like last year, and then get thumped probably in the in the week one. Yeah. But hey. you, you talk about the Dolphins, and you're right. The quarterback right now for them is a question mark mm-hmm. at best. And the problem is, this is one of the most streaky teams in the NFL. We said the last couple of weeks yep. started off three and zero, then found themselves three and three, then found themselves at eight and three, and probably going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. They do play against the Jets, so you're like, okay, well that's winnable. But I don't know who's playing quarterback. I don't know if it is winnable. I mean, that, yeah. Even with two in that game, the way two had played the the three weeks before he got hurt, wasn't playing great, and that's a tough defense. That uh, the Jets' defense is not easy, and so yeah. they have questions at quarterback. So that may make it a little bit easier for the Dolphins. But I I ain't sitting there going. I trust Skylar Thompson. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. So. And I do think, so as far as games go, like Steelers get the Browns this week. The Browns have been a competitive team, and they can run the ball well. It's going to be a classic January day mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. So the weather shouldn't be too big of an issue, I don't think. Same thing with the Bills-Patriots. Weather's not going to be a big issue. And if weather's a big issue, then I think that <laughs> levels the playing field a ton. That's why, you know, that's an important thing to look at at this time of year. Yeah. But I, th- I'm if I'm picking anybody right now, I think it's the Steelers. Uh, uh- that's that's that was my thought. I, I I'm going with the Steelers. I I don't think the Patriots have an offense that can score, especially if the Bills are playing for something. You know, say the, mm-hmm. say the Bills win and they clinch the number one seat, I could see the Patriots winning that game because you're going to be seeing. Uh, I'm trying to. I can't even think of the backup quarterback for them anymore. I know Barkley was for, there for the Bills. I know Barkley was there. Oh, <sighs> his name just left my mind. Uh, it, yeah. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull He's it up. He's a career backup. I got Played for the Vikings a couple of years. Oh, my gosh. Case Keenum. Yeah, there it Case is. Keenum. Yep, Case Keenum. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Case Keenum going to win you game. I guarantee you they probably hold Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Matt Milano, you know, a lot of these guys out. So All it'd make it, a lot, yeah, make it a lot easier for the Patriots. But they lose this game. <laughs> gosh. I don't see the Patriots beating, you know, number ones for the – uh for the bill. So I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think they find a way to beat the Browns. I'm not sold on Sean Watson. I don't think he's played great at all since he's been health, you know, since he's been playing. Yeah. They've won games, but mm-hmm. it's the Steelers. They're their nemesis. Well, I will say that next week we'll probably try to do the podcast recording a bit earlier, maybe like 30 minutes or 45 minutes earlier than normal. Yeah. Uh, with the college football championship. So uh, who knows, maybe we'll sneak in a surprise episode that is specifically for the college football playoff championship game preview. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, never know. Never know what we have up our sleeve. Never know what we have our up our sleeve. Uh, but I, I just uh, want to say, like, keep up with us on Twitter. That's usually one of the best ways, or Instagram. I think that's yeah. usually where Tubby posts stuff. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any any of the social medias. I mean, if I'm posting on Facebook, it's my personal. But yeah, Twitter, Instagram are probably the best. I mean, you yeah. go to Instagram or Twitter, links are in there for either one, and the YouTube page and the website. So it's easy to find. That's true. Easy to find us either way. Oh yeah. Well, I just want to say thanks, everyone, for joining us today live in the chat. Uh, I want to say th- big thanks to Jake for helping us see the news of the yes. Monday Night Football game, as well as John, Mike, everybody who put in questions, just thoughts. I thought that was a ton of fun. So we hope to see you all next week on Monday. And, hey, maybe sooner. Keep in touch. Till then, we will see you all next time. See ya. See ya.